Welcome to Eterna. Keep your dice rolling, your friends close, your monsters closer, and don't let the old gods bite. This podcast is an Eldritch Dream Games production. A dark fantasy Pathfinder game laced deep with cosmic horror. We'd like to thank our patrons for making these things possible. Brian Bridges, Donald Bewley, Eric S. Pat, Frog Shark, Robin Mims, Thomas Wayne Haley, Rip Rex, and Tim Demuse. We'd also like to honor the memory of Wesley Sullivan. Now, let us listen. Last time on Dungeon Ball Z, the party had discovered that the world had begun to turn. Therefore, shortly after discovering some disrupted individuals in the woods near an inn, and summarily spoke with them a bit and fed them. Baron, who had uh, received the negative effects of touching Adira during one of her Taraxian seizures, uh, has reverted to a younger age, at least in his mind. And she's now caring for him in that aspect. However, some time has passed since then. You've moved south, passing through the town through which the owner of the inn had uh, traveled to to try and figure out what was going on. town was too small, to offer any meaningful aid to to you in in terms of helping Baron regain his memories. For what it's worth, they were mostly doing well. A good sight, given all that you had seen so far. However, there you gathered some information uh, about since you were heading to Sanguine about the direction you were headed. And so people kind of have mi- mixed information. They say that if if you travel directly south from here, it's, it's strange because over the last couple of weeks, no one has come back up that road and no one who set out that way has returned although they don't necessarily expect that but the odd part is that no one else has come back up that road there are a few other paths that are mentioned as being alternatives that uh, a couple of people have at least traveled along there's a path that follows the edge of the Ironhurst Mountains and another that goes to the Great Divide by Voidosa and follows that past one of the Great Earth Bridges and down into Obscura. Uh, Of the two, that would be the shorter path, but even prior to the Cataclysm, they say that the Great Chasm or the Great Divide is not the safest of places. So, uh... But betwixt the two of you, which, which path do you think you more would like to take? Well, uh, Adira is always for the shortest route between point A and point B. 
Uh, Kumiho, uh, not afraid of a challenge, is uh, of a similar thinking. All right. So I believe that when this information is gotten and you're back on the road and more or less in private, uh, that having not found any aid from the townspeople, uh, that you wanted to speak with Taraxis, Adira? Yes. Yes, that's her buddy. Oh, so you call on Taraxis. What what are you asking him? Taraxis, dear. I uh, suppose you know what's going on with Baron. Unfortunately, given the particular circumstances of his ailment, I don't think I'm quite... Well, shall we say I am capable, but it would take measures I'm not expressly allowed to use. Allowed to use? Who tells you what to do? (laughs) There are those who I do not wish to anger, or I do have some reliance on others. I guess that's true for everybody. It's just hard to imagine something being much bigger and better than you. I wouldn't call them as such, but they do hold something that I very much need. All right. So do you know what we can do? Are there options? There are powerful mages. Some of whom could aid you. In fact, you're not too far away from one who might have this particular skill set to be able to help with this. Don't suppose he's on the way to Sanguine. It would be a bit of a detour, but not a terrible one. There's a pair of mountains known as the Emerald Mountains to the south, where there might be a split in the road as you head south. One heading east and veering towards Sanguine, another would head west, taking the course to the mountains, where yet another road would then connect you to Sanguine. Ah. Uh, Kumiha? Any objection to a detour to see if this mage can help Baron? Not at all, no. We, we must have all of our wits about us, and in his state, he is a liability. There are tingles along the way, so be sure you watch yourselves. You may pass them by with no issue. You may become a part of the tangle yourself. So there is my warning there. The man you seek is the sole human on those mountains. All right. Well, I suppose that is where we'll head then. After all, it's kind of my fault he's like this. But uh, thank you for your assistance. And I guess uh, for the record, if these people that you have to kind of play nice with give you any major issues, don't be afraid to ask for my help. I wouldn't, but we have an understanding with each other. 
so I'm simply not to overly interfere with things. Just saying. Enemy of yours, enemy of mine. I appreciate it. All right, so let's go visit some Emerald Mountains. Uh, yes, could I do a knowledge local on those? Uh, give me a knowledge geography. God damn it. No, I don't have that. Oh, you don't have it? No. Uh, you. I mean, you can give me a local uh, or uh, or diplomacy as a gather information. I'll let, uh, uh, I'll let you... Uh, diplomacy is technically higher. Um, okay. Uh, uh, why do I have a... They'll, they'll give you different things. Like, one will give you, like, some limited but less... <laughs> Um, sort of story style, style mm-hmm. information, mm-hmm. and some will give you more of like what people say about this place in general. Uh, like that's the, the, yeah, the, the latter is what Kumiho is curious about. Uh, okay. If emeralds are mined there uh, as a as a not paladin, yeah, paladin of uh, Abadar, like is it like a is this a mining interest for emeralds, or are they called emerald mountains for? Uh, aesthetic reasons. Uh, go ahead and roll me that knowledge level. Okay. Uh, didn't take. Okay, five. Five. Um, you would have to assume that it, it's because of emerald mining. Like, why else would they be called that? Like, it, it just seems to make sense. Like, there are a lot of mountains where you're at the Ironhurst Mountains... Uh, you would probably know, uh, aside from the Dwarven Kingdom within, uh, are actually a very widely known source of metal ores and such. So there tends to be naming convention with such things. But, uh, and that's just straight up, oh, Emerald Mountains. Must be Emeralds there. But uh, you don't yes. really know much more. I have not heard or traveled near these Emerald Mountains before. I do not know what we can expect. Oh, Terex did say there's tangles on the way. I think what I would like to do then is put Baron inside Clint's cart. Uh, maybe a lady whose name I can't remember because it's been months that's <laughs> traveling with us can uh, watch him. Her name is Aristia Langholt. Aristia, that's right. Okay, so maybe Aristia can ride in the back of the cart and kind of keep an eye on him so he doesn't right. tear up any of Clint's shit. But that way he's out of sight and out of way in case we run into one of these tangles. Okay. And are you still taking the most southern path? With well, this yeah, detour, he said, he said go could... pat. Well, he said go take the south path and then cut off to the west when it forked so okay that's the only way I know to go you could ask Clint for his maps oh yes let's ask Clint for directions <laughs> shit <laughs> fuck it's been too long uh, he he would he would pull out his maps and um using his prior knowledge so it looks like well yes we can head south um and there are roads that veer there. It's also actually a part of the direct line of the mountain road. So if we were to follow the mountains, I believe it would take us another two days, but at least that does seem to have some uh, some travel going along it. It's perhaps safer. 
uh, it will also be less of a detour and more of an along the way situation. All right. But I do believe if you want to save the few days, um, assuming that the danger on the south road isn't so great as to delay us further than that, uh, it would be quicker. But only by a couple of days. Yes, uh, two or three, I'd say, if we keep our pace. Well, if it's only going to make a couple of days difference, then let's go ahead and take the mountain road. Given that Baron can't defend himself. And try to get him fixed up before we start crossing into Sanguine and run into possible trouble. Yes, given the word of the folk in that town, I suppose it seems like the safest path as well. A bit of a delay, but since we are actually going somewhere uh, on the way, it's yeah, less problematic. All right. And I suggest that we also be careful near the Emerald Mountains. It's said that People don't often return from there. People don't return from the mountains. They don't return from the south. Seems to be a perilous part of the world, regardless. Maybe they just find paradise on the other side and decide not to come back. Yes, let's be optimistic. Uh, To my knowledge, the... uh, It's not as if no one ever returns from the mountains. There is apparently a guardian. Uh... So, with any luck, we can avoid angering said guardian. If it's not a fairy tale altogether, um, mountains are simply treacherous purely of their geography. But I suppose we should prepare ourselves. Uh, There will likely be villages along the way. Perhaps we can purchase some climbing gear. And I think Adira needs some. um, If they're going up in the mountains where it's cold, she's going to need something to wear over her dress yeah yeah and so uh if there are no objections uh one quick try- thing has yes. this is this a new day should i have uh prepared uh spells again oh yeah it it's been a few days so okay. you're you're good for spells and resetting everything cool thank you uh and so you travel onward taking the western road hugging the mountains you would notice that the road here is uh actually pretty decent there are sections of it that break off and actually go up into the mountains uh and these sort of cross sections for a fair distance are paved in in all all directions though they eventually give way to less and less cobbled stone and more packed dirt and given these regions and the congruence uh, it does even though you're not really going up into the mountains it does start getting colder uh, by about a week in to travel uh, you're experiencing some pretty heavy wintry conditions 
I imagine. So how much are these winter clothes costing me, though, that I'm... Oh, they're like uh, four gold uh, for some just stuff to keep you warm. Okay. Um, but I imagine that the chill would be so great that Adira perhaps at some point would actually start uh, conjuring fire elementals to <laughs> both clear the path when it happens to be snowing and keep the horse and riders warm. Yeah, that's fine. Fumiho uh, tucks away his endure element spell and <laughs> sidles up next to the fire elemental. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you've got Endure Elements and you can hit enough people, then that will actually keep y'all going faster because she could keep horses out. Uh, yeah, yeah, I will uh, I'll, I'll spend the time to uh, cast that. I didn't actually know that Paladins had that spell. I don't play Paladins real often, <laughs> can you tell? Um, so, and I'll take that back. Kumiho, uh, on a daily basis, casts Endure Elements when needed uh, so that the caravan, or so that the pair of carts may continue moving at their normal rate of speed uh, throughout this cold area. This is probably a good time to note, too, that Adira has a heat stone that can be kept in the wagon. All right. And what do heat stones do exactly? Um, Basically, they're stones from the desert that uh, put off heat that uh, you can purchase to use for traveling in cold climates and that kind of stuff. Um, And they're like used in the desert a lot of time when uh, people stay overnight or whatnot. But they're they're sold all over the place to use for for just small heating. So like. With the enclosed wagon, if you put it in the back, it's going to keep the entire back of the wagon warm. Hmm. Okay. So, keeping things cooped up uh, keeps them warm as well. So, really, the only people that need uh, the indoor elements are going to be the horses themselves and those outside of the carts at any given time, so the riders. Uh... You travel along, hitting a few more towns along your way that happen to bunch up most generally near these uh, uh, these sort of crossroads that go up into the mountains. And as you approach the place where the Ironhurst Mountains meet uh, Obscura, Instead of Noctis, you come across uh, another one of these little mountain mountainside towns. This one, however, it seems a little quieter than the others. There are people around, but the others, you know, they, they were going about their business. And this one, like, somebody happened to see you approaching and you, you you could see the silhouette run back into town and on entering town it's been nothing but closed shutters and the occasional creaking door as 
you begin to pass in. So it's a town that really wants nothing to do with us. It would seem at this point, at least. What time of day is it? Is it time for us to stop traveling? Is it not? Uh, I'd say it's about halfway through your day, which as a note, um, by this point, uh, it will have been about a week and a half's journey. I think here, let me, let me take a quick look. A two weeks journey. Uh, and the, the sun has at this point has risen and, and it's now dusk. So it's actually the first dusk you've, you've experienced, uh, that wasn't travel oriented. So it's getting, it's started becoming nighttime again. Yes. Okay. The the day night cycle that has only just begun is very slow. So it's taken two weeks for one uh, revolution of the planet. For half of it. Half, for half of it, rather. Sorry, yes, of course. Yeah. Or well, I guess that's three quarters because it used to be right on the other side. So, yeah. Okay. Well, like if we're still still at traveling time, and these people obviously don't want anything to do with this unless we need something. I don't think Adira is going to really worry about it. She's got some place to be. All right. So, Kumiho. And, and yeah, unless Kumiho wants to stop. Uh, no, uh, Kumiho has his uh, golden vault uh, with him at all times. So, uh, <laughs> aside from climbing gear, but we've already get, we've gathered all the equipment we've needed. Uh, take a look around. Can I do like a quick perception of the area? Yeah, go ahead. Just due diligence sort of thing. Um, 19. Uh, so you look around and you see several little indicators that may um, begin to put put some things together to, for you. Give me a religion check. I have that. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> yes, finally. Uh, 18. So you see signs of which on honestly is not a huge surprise but you see signs of vampiric influence in, in the town um and the the part that does kind of stand out to you given uh what knowledge you have about the uh governmental setup of the vampiric control in obscura uh, is that the these people have perhaps um, revolted in some way because there are there are wreaths of garlic hung up at the corners of houses and upon doors and uh, the people are being very skittish as the uh, sun has begun to fall and long shadows are are cast across the mountains over the town. These townspeople seem to be preparing for an attack. An attack? Well, they're they're guarding their homes from vampires. I was under the impression that the vampires in Obscura had a very 
systematic way of living and didn't run around attacking people. But then why would these people protect themselves from them? That's a good question. Clint? Yes? If the vampires of Obscura have a systematic way of feeding themselves and do not randomly attack people, why are these people so guarded against them? I can only imagine with the uh, recent events uh, that the vampires are weakened or at least um, in hiding. These people may have been unhappy with the situation of their control and uh, perhaps they're trying to rebel. This is a border town. It's less, it's going to be less controlled and have less uh, vampiric density in these areas. It's also quite possible that there are lycanthropic elements here. Um, the lycanthropes of Obscura have been in a simmering civil war with the vampires for uh, several centuries. Uh, they were almost eradicated about a hundred years ago, but they've since bounced back in uh, secret, it would seem, given news that I've heard. That was me. Sorry. So these... There is unrest between the lycanthropes and the vampires. Who has the right claim to power here? If you want to look at it that way, I would suppose it would be the vampire. Though lycanthropes are everywhere. Um, they have no higher number than here in Obscura. Well, either way, I don't guess we need to get involved in a civil war. I agree. Our our calling is more important than a dispute between two factions. Perhaps things will become clear as we gather more information. From what Do I understand, the uh, other lycanthropes are quite vicious in their own right. Uh, uh do, do, do we possess uh, any amount of garlic of our own? Perhaps we should ward ourselves against attack. If we're traveling further into Obscura, I wouldn't do so. Um, it's considered a controlled substance. Oh, uh, of course. Uh, disregard that. Bad manners to repel your host. Indeed. And the thought of uh, Kumiho smuggling contraband <laughs> into a, uh, an area, just his eyes went really big at that. Um, yes, uh, perhaps they can illuminate us further on this. Bulb of garlic up the bunghole. But then if Kumiho gets blasted with a fireball, he's going to smell amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I would also suggest Kumiho that... Uh, you keep your cloak over your uh, holy symbol there while they allow the practicing and uh, of many faiths, even those that they disagree with. They do not generally allow the presentation of holy symbols. Will they have a problem with my race? Should I conceal my form 
I would not want to be confused for a lycanthrope. I... not entirely sure how that I, I think of it, but... It is better to be safe than slain by vampires. And uh, for the first time uh, in this game, Akumio is going to uh, spend a moment and shift into a fully human-looking form. What does that look like? I wish I had thought of this before. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Never mind, pretend I didn't ask. <laughs> no, no, he, he's a, he has a, a, a pale-skinned face. His his nose isn't... Um, he, he kind of has a bit of a, a, a ratty face about him. Just like a... Just... It, uh, the same way okay let me put it this way the same way Peter Pettigrew in the Harry Potter movies he looked like a fucking rat even in human form uh, right. <laughs> Kumiho uh, as, as a man uh, looks similar he's got a, a slight build still kind of uh, definitely pale because the only sunlight he's seen has been in the last two weeks but a very pale skin uh, tawny red fur, uh, fur hair and uh, just covered in freckles Oh wonder if we're going to see Robin Art of that. <laughs> and uh, he will tuck in his uh, symbol of Abadar. And um, maybe for the next couple nights, he'll he'll also tuck that key away. And maybe we'll camp uh, roughing it. Uh, okay. Okay. And uh, when we do make camp, I do have an item uh, that would prove useful when that time comes. Okay. And what item might that be? The Faithful Lantern. <laughs> I, I was expecting either that or the Campfire Bead. <laughs> oh, you know what? I guess, yeah, both will, both for the first time would uh, be, uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I just straight up said we'll be roughing it, yeah. But uh, yeah, so uh, when time comes to uh, uh, make camp, Keela toss down the Campfire Bead and uh, prop a uh, the Faithful Lantern on a... Uh, he like go to a wagon. He'll have to pull it out of the saddlebags of Sweet Feet and prop it up on a pole. Okay. Oh, the faithful lantern. Mm-hmm. It floats. Oh, does it float? Did I not see the word float? I, I think it floats. Because I'm pretty sure it does like the sentry thing and like spins around and looks. Well, we got the lantern keeping watch. We've got a campfire bead for warmth. We've got a heat stone that can be used for warmth. I think we'll be okay. Okay, yeah, on command, the lantern floats alongside shedding light. Okay. So, you camp for a few nights as you continue to travel. There comes a point where the road breaks away from the mountains in a split, heading further south. Clint informs you that this is the path to take to the Emerald Mountains. That is the way we're going to go. Yep. You follow the road for a couple of nights. Uh... And it, it becomes pretty, pretty dark again, like what you're used to. The moon is about a third of the way through the sky. And or a quarter of the way through the sky, I guess. And you come across what had to have at one point been little more than a simple, uh, like, very very small village like more or less just a cluster of people that happen to be living near each other uh the town centerpiece is a small well likely the 
the cause for such conglomerations as you haven't seen a stream in a few days. But as you enter the town, you realize that the entirety of the structures of the place are in disarray, broken, busted. And it's not due to old age and tear. Go ahead and make me perception checks. So traveling in a short way, you would notice several buildings have large chunks taken out of them. At first, it seems like, you know, time, decrepitation, uh, and collapse may have been the cause. But as you look closer, you see that the wood is more snapped than rotted. And telltale shapes hinted at under rubble uh, indicate that there may be dead nearby. Suddenly it's turned from a scene of decay into one of violence. What would you like to do? A survival check to uh, look for footprints of whether they be old or not. Where is... All right. 13. All right, so you look around and you find uh, footprints probably a couple of days old. Um, And as you get closer and you can smell the early stages of decay uh, as some of these mounds under which rubble, you start to see people poking out Dead bodies of people or yes. people hiding? Yeah. Okay. No, 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 dead bodies. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, no, you're fine. You, you start you start to see um, corpses poking out from under the rubble. Once again, approaching the houses, seeking footprints and whatnot. It what, would appear uh, that at least one of these people was th- literally thrown through a wall. Their body is broken and twisted and entangled with a broken shard of wood. Okay, that was my next question to see cause of death of these. Uh, there were bite wounds or weapon marks, but it looks like. Uh, go ahead and give me a heal check. I have that skill as well. 15. They appear to mostly have died via blunt force trauma of some kind. Large crush marks uh, align various parts of their bodies, whether they be limbs or the torso itself. Uh, as if they were lifted and thrown by something much larger than them. Uh, it seems a large brute or company of brutes has savaged these poor people. The thing that starts to... Sorry. No, I was just uh, What manner of monster would do such a thing? And one of the things that really starts to bother you about it, though, is that you don't see any large footprints, things that would actually be quite obvious in the relatively soft soil of the area. Um, uh, Kumio's going to uh, be a little risky right now, and he's going to shift into his fox form and uh, see if he can get a scent of things. All right. So let me just double check on something here. Yeah, I need to do a double check on what my bonus for, because it's not I don't have the scent ability. I just have 
My perception is towards scent, is what I think well, we... When, when you become a uh, fox, you do gain the scent ability. Oh, okay. I, I thought we've... Okay. No, that it's while you're in your high in your true form or human form, you don't have the scent ability. When you become a fox, you gain the natural abilities of the fox, which includes scent. Okay, I thought we I thought uh, we we've ruled on the other side of that. This is actually better. Uh, so okay, he will. Uh... No, yeah, like, like I was listening to that. That was like when even though you've got a fox face in your humanoid form, you don't smell like that. But when you become a fox. Like that was the whole way you found uh, Alvin was by tracking his scent last time. That's, okay, so okay, I remember now. It has been a little bit, hasn't it? Uh, okay, it's been so two yeah, months. <laughs> has it been? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he'll, he'll just look around, pop into fox form, and just start sniffing around. The scent of decay is much stronger to you now, but it doesn't overwhelm your box body because it's it's built for smelling such things mm-hmm. i don't have to do you a fortitude however, save no no fortitude save you do however pick up a scent very similar to death but different there's something cold about it something like a slow rot in ice something that doesn't fit with the rest of the bodies around here chilly though it may be uh, it, it's something far older, but still, you see no tracks, but you do catch this scent. Okay, uh, having the scent, he's going to uh, shift back into uh, the full human form. I, I don't want to change the voice ever so slightly. Adira, yeah, I, I'll just use my voice. It's lighter. Uh, Adira. There is a cold smell, a different kind of undead, or a different kind of decay. I don't guess I know enough about undead to know what that means. It is going this way. Perhaps we should follow it or press on. Is it is it in the direction we were headed? Uh, Generally, but not exactly. It, it seems to have strayed off in another direction slightly. Whatever has done this to these people may come back. Well, there's nothing we can do to help these people. So, no. I suggest we just continue on. And Agreed. Hopefully not run into it. Yes, I'm going to remain in my fox form. That sounds so meta. (laughs) I will remain in my beast shape. That's even more meta. I will remain in an animal form so I can detect this smell a little better, and I will alert everyone if we get near it. All right. So uh, Kumio's going to shift back into fox form and uh, leap onto sweet feet and just curl up on the saddle. All right. So you continue onward about an hour. The wind is picked up and uh, it becomes somewhat violent. You're able to keep moving, although at a diminished rate. And I need you both to make me perception check. 21. 13. 
thinking. So both of you are still high enough. The DC was zero. Uh, it was a minus eight for the wind. Um, you hear a sound like the howling of the wind, but there's something almost pained in it. And I need you to both make will saves. Uh, 16. Not one, 10. You are both shaken. Something about this has, has struck you very, Wait, if very it's a fear effect, If it's a fear effect, isn't Kumiho immune? Oh, yes, oh, it That's is. true. That's true. So, Kumiho, uh, you, you are not shaken. Uh, you are immune to that. Um, and, wow. <laughs> so, um, however, uh, Sweet Feet uh, does begin to <laughs> act a bit more jittery. Um, yeah, you both hear Aristia uh, trying to quiet Baron. Uh Clint looks concerned, but not afraid, because both him and Aristia rolled nat fucking 20s. Of course they did. <laughs> um, they can't otherwise pass this bar. Um, but uh, Baron is uh, whimpering and and uh, scared. Uh, the howl has frightened him. Not mechanically frightened, he's just, he's shaken. Um, um, is going to activate her armor and shield. All right. And as uh, feeling this and feeling sweet feet start to uh, buck a little bit, he's going to shift into his, uh, uh, just reflex into his true form and uh, try and get back control. So he, sweet feet doesn't run off. All right. So about... A few minutes pass and nothing attacks or anything like that. I imagine you start moving along again. If you ever stop. Um, about half an hour later, with no further interruption, you're still... Those of you who are shaken are still shaken. Uh, there's just something you can't shake off about your shakenness. And there is another one of these howls. It pierces through the wind. Go ahead and make me perceptions, and uh, everybody but Kumiho makes another will save. Okay, so my perception is a 22. Oh, that's a nice number. Uh, 17 plus my 5 is a 22 for the will save, too. Okay. Uh, you remain shaken. Well, you were, I mean, going to remain shaken for a little while anyway, but uh, your timer resets. Um, Fuck, a 22 doesn't pass? Nope. I hate you. I'm sorry. Uh, so both of you with a 17 and a 22 will notice that this howl seems closer this time. It's still torn by the wind and seems to almost be a part of it, but it is closer. It's louder at the very least. Kumio has his crossbow out. Yeah, I think at this point, Adira's going to take the cart from Clint and make him get back with the other two. Okay. Out of sight. And just kind of try to push the horses as well. Would lesser restoration remove the shaken condition? I can't. Re- it doesn't. 
Uh, I don't think so, because it's a fear effect, not a like a disease or something. Gotcha. I, was just looking, uh, yeah, I was looking to see if I had some sort of ability that would... Do you, what mercy do you have? Or do you oh, not have oh, mercy? Uh, no, I didn't take mercy, but I have auras. Um, what's the aura of courage? Uh, plus four morale bonus on saving effects against fear effects. You still wouldn't have passed. Damn. Um, divine grace. <laughs> nope. Um, shared defense. Nope. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying. Uh, I think that's about all I can think. Or of good, wouldn't do it. Nope. Nope. Can I can't it? help. Hey, you're just a straight paladin, aren't you, Nork? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think you should have a mercy. I think I chose something in place of it. I vividly remember, like, mercy sounds fine, but it was too situational. I can't remember what I chose now. Oh, it is one of those things that you can swap out for something yeah. else. Yeah. I don't remember okay. what I did. Um, but I, I specifically, when I was going through the mercies, they were, they felt too situational to me to be able to choose one. So I chose to forego it in a place of something else. Okay. So uh, I, if I, if I may, uh, uh, seeing Adira in this Kumio will uh, ride over and um, what mount is Adira on? Her celestial steed? Crypt? Uh, she's on Clint's card at the moment. She's put all the rest of them in the back to stay oh, out of sight. Right. Okay. Well, okay. He can't really. I was thinking she was uh, mounted. He can't really help her with that. He'll uh, ride alongside, um, keeping an eye on seeing how everyone, how most everyone is uh, reacting this way. And he just, his eyes are, uh, his head's on a swivel uh, with a crossbow. So have y'all stopped or are you just are y'all keeping going? Uh, no, Dara's trying to trying to, to get out of here, so. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh since this has happened twice now, uh gears may or may not begin to click. Uh those of either of you with knowledge planes, please make me a check. I have that. I don't think I've ever had a character that had that. <laughs> a twenty-eight. Yeah. Well, it's a little over enough, but it was just barely over enough. You start to piece together bits and pieces from what you've seen and coming to a realization. Uh, you think there is a Wendigo in the area. They're <sighs> large, very violent, very evil monsters uh that can turn turn others into them if they don't just outright slay you uh and they are monsters of fear and haunting they like to stalk from a distance for a long time and haunt the dreams of those whom they follow uh before coming into finally either change or slay them. And how far are we from these Emerald Mountains at this point? Uh, you are still like at least a, a week out. Probably more. Fuck. Ah. Uh, yeah, that's probably what you hear it here say. Fuck. <laughs> Athira, what is it? Meow. I think I think that's the wind, uh, wind, uh, Wendigo. Um. They're very powerful creatures. Uh, they they are not often contested. If a place is plagued with one, people tend to leave. 
they this thing will this thing will stalk us until we, until it kills us or it finds something that it likes better and we're too far still from the mountains to to make a run for it and what sort of have you faced one of these before no no but uh, you saw what it did to the town yes it uh it'll it'll toy with us if we sleep it will haunt our dreams it will stalk us it will follow us until it decides it's time to kill I seem to be immune to its fear effects. I seem to be immune to some of its effects. Let me lead us on. All right. Uh, Do you think we should turn back? I I, I think if we turn back, it's going to get us anyhow. It's not known for letting prey go. Either going to have to outrun it, which probably isn't possible, or face it. Uh, go ahead and make me a wisdom check. Yeah, because uh, that's Adira's thing right there. Oh, I rolled a 19, so it's okay. All right, so uh, from the stories you've heard, you know that these things enjoy whittling down the the, the mines and the, the uh, willpower of those that it stalks sometimes following them for days or even weeks before finally striking you think you may it, it if it doesn't feel pushed you may be able to get to the mountains before it attacks but it's not a guarantee if we can get to the emerald mountains before it attacks maybe hopefully uh Clint said something about a guardian there. Maybe the it'll see this thing as enough of a threat. It'll turn back and leave us alone. Yes, we just can't show any sort of defiance. If we look pathetic and no challenge, it may ignore us. Well, I'm not sure that's how this thing thinks, but... Uh... Yeah, we just need to keep going as, as, as fast as, as we can move the horses through this. All right. So another couple of hours later, you're the, you'll lose the shaking condition. And you'll finally start to feel like maybe it's left us alone. But just as you begin to break for camp for the night, another howl rips through the wind. And... Uh, so of course, Kumiho doesn't have to make one, but go ahead and make me a will save. Well, that's a 23, but I'm guessing that's still not enough. Okay, I'm going to cast a spell as an immediate action. Wait, there's I, a plus four from his aura, though. Yeah, that I, is uh, still one shy. Uh, can I Mystic Surge? <laughs> you can't search that. Uh, okay, she could surge her uh, save. Oh, can I? Okay, let's do that. Yeah. Okay, but so like literally whatever you roll, you pass it. That way. <laughs> okay, because <laughs> uh, you were one off. Um, so you you will pass and and not take the negative effects. Um, Kumiho, an idea. Yes. The mansion. Hide in it. Well, 
we'd have to take sweet feet in there too, of course. But if we all go inside and we stay inside and we don't come back, maybe it will give up and move on for other prey. But if it senses the magics of it, will it not think we are a prize to keep? We'll be backed into a corner quite literally. Well, it's going to it's going to stalk us and and try to kill us if if we don't do it. If we do this, at least it can't get into us, and maybe it will give up and move on. Question: How big is our Clint's cart? Uh, the cart? It, you're not getting that in the in the mansion. No, not in on. If I drive the cart with them in the room on top of the cart, I'm immune to its fear effects. Oh, um, if you the okay, so the door to the magical mansion does not move. You can't put it on the cart. Like if you do, it'll just float there. <laughs> oh damn. Okay, worth a shot. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're fine. No, it's just because it's you, I'm like thinking outside the box. How am I gonna <laughs> Like, if it were a very large vessel, like uh, a, a ship or or something like that, I'd say yeah. But something this small is, is not really reasonable, I think, for it to support it. Sure, yeah, that's totally fair. Um, yes, we, we bunker down in there and hope for the best. The worst that can happen is it won't move on, right? And this way we can get some rest before gird ourselves for the coming fight we've been traveling pretty hard for weeks now and this is our first major contested area alright so to the mansion and uh yeah he'll just hop down pull out the key and uh urge everyone in because in the interest of not being that asshole who asks after the fact and is like, no, I don't remember you saying it. Uh, are you taking Sweet Feet in? Yes, Sweet Feet is going to go in. I'm going to help pull the cart right in front of the door. So uh, if this thing does attack, it's going to have to destroy our cart. And then, I mean, I'm sure someone... Well, I mean, so, so... it literally can't get in unless you tell it it can. Oh, that's right. Okay, of course. Uh, I'm looking at it right now, and I just did. I skimmed past that paragraph. Um yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll park the cart, sweet feet, uh, Clint's horse, everything. For him. Oh, yeah. that's what you do. Okay, I knew there was... Okay, yes. Uh, so, yeah, we are all in there. And uh, <laughs> Kumio uh, just starts serving everyone tea to combat the cold and the fear. I think a deer is going to be trying to comfort Baron. Oak Force. He's he a good mommy. <laughs> I mean, Don knows <laughs> otherwise, but oh wait, no, no, you're a bad sister. Yeah, yeah I'm a bad sister. I'm a great. Okay, mom. You're, yeah, you're a great mother. <laughs> you're just a terrible, <laughs> awful sister. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my little Abner. <laughs> Oh no, that's an evil laugh. I swear to God, if this evil little son bitch just murders Baron because now he's a dearest child, she's gonna go Super Saiyan. <laughs> Mr. Dungeon Ballsy. 
So it can't come in here, right? So we can sleep. Until the duration of the vault where it kicks us out. <laughs> so the next morning, can I use the information I have from oh. my planes and stuff? Hold on. I didn't say it was the next morning. Yeah, because if any of us sleep, are we protected from uh, its dream effects inside here? Nope. Yeah, uh, and I should say uh, Camino <laughs> We're has on another a, plane! We have, it's uh, not stopped by interplanar boundaries. You just have okay. to know who you want to fuck with. Okay, uh, so Kumio is wearing a ring of sustenance, so he'll only need two hours of sleep. Just getting that out of the way now. I would like each of you to pick a color. Orange. Purple. Those are very nearly opposite. And I will roll for the other three. Uh, because they can't pick colors, they are me. Maybe we're getting ion stones. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I think we're getting fucked. <laughs> and not in a good way. The dice have decided. Make me perceptions. Uh, Adira, you'll be taking minus 10. Kumiho, you will not. 14 with my minus 10. I got less than yours without a minus 10. I got 12. All right. And Baron still has his own room, correct? Well, everybody has their own room, but if he's scared, she's going to take him into her room so she can keep an eye on him and comfort him and be a good mommy. Well, he seems to be having horrible, horrible nightmares and is thrashing about. Mm -hmm. She'd probably wake him up, try to calm him down. So you wake him uh, and he seems, uh, after you wake him, he seems very, very panicked and, and, uh, and tired as if he's as if he's been running she'll just try to calm him maybe sing him a lullaby when he when he falls back to sleep from your lullaby he begins to stir and thrash again <sighs> and this will continue throughout the night oh that means I was far away no yeah. So uh, when we get up the next morning and start, because I did make a nice knowledge planes to know about these monsters, can I help the paladin choose his spells and our cleric choose her spells? Sure. What, 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 what spells are you suggesting? She doesn't know any spells, but she would tell them what she knows about the monster so that they could pick appropriate spells. Okay. What information do I get from Adira's uh, tactical analysis? Probably that we're all fucked. <laughs> well, this is the same thing, same things you knew about before. So they and they yes, stalk you? Yes, Chris. Because I know you're listening and are going to ask, this is an explicit podcast, and I can say fuck. <laughs> oh, um, fuck. Wish I would have known that. But you can cuss? Fuck yeah. Now, like, every other 
fucking word is fucking gonna fucking be fucking. We'll help him fucking choose his fucking spells. <laughs> uh, if you have removed fear, that may be useful. Uh, keep watch. Uh, it. Okay, so uh, I'm I'm now having to consult uh seven different uh tabs to do this so uh i'm going to have keep watch prepared i do not have remove fear okay people keep talking about this spell called remove condition but i've not seen this spell anywhere that's all you need oh no remove condition is a starfinder spell could could we club him and knock him out and put him in the cart actually can we club everyone but me and adira and (laughs) (laughs) i don't think that's a very paladin thing to do well, but, I wouldn't be able to do it. But like, if if you do, uh, if you do a combination with the keep watch, which you can put on yourself so you don't get tired, mm-hmm. and the lesser restoration where you can remove fatigue and reduce exhaustion for uh, the horse, then uh, Adira can summon other horses so that there's like a team of horses pulling this cart. And we can just try to go. I like that. I will say with that chain, then, that you are able to push forward. This will be keeping Kumiho awake. Mm-hmm. All right. Adira will have to stay awake, too, so her summons don't go away. No, that, that's summoner. Yours just last 24 hours. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. So yeah. I can still nap. Yeah, you're, you're thinking the summoner's Eidolon. Okay. Sorry. Okay, yeah, so I can no, still fine. nap and stuff. So, yeah, so he can use keep watch to keep himself awake and use lesser restoration to keep his horse from getting too tired while the other horses are aiding and pulling the wagon. So it's not such a burden on the one because I can summon like three of the ponies or horses now. So Um, you should be able to do at this point 1d4. Yeah, but but you don't want an odd number of horses on these teams. So I'm summoning three of them. Okay. So that there's four horses pulling that takes part of the load off of sweet feet doesn't make him as tired and with the lesser restoration he can restore him when he needs to okay and of course we know our cleric has it too so she can help in that aspect too if need be mm-hmm. yeah does the cleric have a spell where it will remove uh what are you trying to do uh could she remove aid our tracks, travel? basically yeah and, and aid our movement, like like make it so we can move in uh, difficult terrain quicker without penalty she's, or anything. She's of that. not a high enough level cleric for that. Gotcha. Yeah, she's she's level five. Uh, I'm looking. Uh, sh- I guess she will cast marching chant and hold that as long as she can. Uh, which will allow you to move a little bit faster. Cool. And uh, where I'm sitting, uh, will my aura still hit those two? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you're, you're on the front of the cart and we're in the back of the cart. So. Gotcha. Okay. I just want to make sure that was stated for the record, too. And uh, as an immediate I action. Spending my child. Mm hmm. Trying to keep him quiet. So you keep moving along. I need Tracy. I need you to roll me a or no, I'm going to do it different this time. I'm just going to do this simple. No, no colors, no 
you guys rolling. I'm just gonna. I don't know why I didn't do this before. There's four of you that are liable to effect at the moment. So, give me a d4, please. Aurelia this time has nightmares, and you're regularly. I thought her name was Aristia. 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 God damn it. Aristia. Thank you. Um, that's right. Her name's a fucking pun because she Aristia. <laughs> oh. Okay, I have a spell ready. What is the spell? Horn of Pursuit. What's up, dude? Creep the sound of a large hunting horn blowing up to three notes as loud as a roaring dragon. These c- can be heard up to two miles away. So nice. I'm basically Boromir on Amon Hen, uh, summoning the rest of the fellowship to help fight against the Urukai. <laughs> I just wanted to get that sentence out. <laughs> Please don't be Boromir. That means you're going to die here, and I have to go on without you. I would like each of you to roll me a d4. Two. Six, eight. Oof. You know who we don't appreciate? Big, big oof, Don. Sean, do I take four negative levels? No, 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 no. <laughs> y'all, y'all are rolling for other people. Okay. Uh, all right. So uh, now that you have both successfully wisdom drained your compatriots. Um, <laughs> I just made y'all roll for it. I dislike you. Hey, if it's any consolation, you did Baron and you only did two. Who did I do? Aurelia. Arrestia. Damn it. Arrestia. Arrestia has nightmares and wakes up. Um, so we just w- had the cleric wisdom drain. Yep. Fuck you. Don, get that closet yep. ready. Yep. Sorry, twin size mattress down there. And another day passes. And who's it going to be? Who it going to be? Fuck. Now if you're going to say it on this. Hey, Adira. Make me two will saves. I'm not talking to you anymore. Or actually make me one will save because the other one is dependent on failing the first. (laughs) It is not a fear effect. 23. Oh, you pass. Congratulations. That's because I got to roll twice. (laughs) Because I finally remembered my goddamn abilities. (laughs) So another day will pass. Hey, Google, roll a D4. Hey, Taraxis, come save me, darling. Clint. <laughs> hey, we're saved. The tavern cat has shown up, and I happen to know Wendigos are terrified of tavern cats. I'm pretty sure it's the other way around. Nope. Yeah. It runs in fear from Patches. Maybe Sailor Jacks will jump in and save the day. Somebody needs to. We're all going to be bumbling idiots before we get to the Emerald Mountains. This was a fucking safe path. Oh, yeah. I wasn't joking when I said I wanted to cast that spell of Horn of Pursuit. So I. Yeah. Okay. Does does it do anything other than be loud? Yeah. I'm I'm using it in the hopes that uh, someone, anyone uh, within two miles will hear it and will. Ah, uh, I see. Okay. This is this is what upsets me, Don. This is a right. fucking CR seventeen chasing our ass, and this was a safe path. <laughs> Technically, this is actually what was affecting the south path. Shut up. 
but it has a large uh, effective range. Uh, with that planes check, did we get any sort of like resistances or anything? I didn't get like actual tactical. It, it was it was just enough to know what it was. Ooh, like, can she do another yeah. check on a different days? To recall, I'm not trying to game you. I'm not trying to like you know work the system. Not I'm... not generally for identification. Uh, I'll <sighs> give you another one with a plus two to use books. To use books. Yeah, because uh, um. Clint does have uh, one of every kind of uh, traveler's guide, technically. 19 plus 11 is 30. 30. I will give you one question. How do I kill it? I hurt it really bad. Uh, Vulnerabilities? Like, I don't care about its resistances. It is vulnerable to fire. Okay, thank you. Uh, I'm preparing fire belly today. I always got the fire prepared. You always have everything prepared for you exactly. because you don't. Exactly. You don't not. You don't prepare. You just have. Rick and Brigard also prepare every day too. And, and however uh, you want light. to approach this, however you. Want uh, no, to so far no. Uh, so, on on that day, he'll blow the horn, uh, and it sounds like a dragon's roar. Maybe a dragon will come help us. Yeah, it's a it's a dragon mating call actually. <laughs> roll me, roll me a d one hundred, and uh, a d twenty. At the same time? Yes. Okay. Don't add them together though. Like give me them separately. <laughs> that's that's a fair that's a fair uh, reminder. Okay. Eighty seven and a seventeen. Okay. Eighty seven was a on a d twenty. Give me just <laughs> a minute. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> uh, uh, shush, kitty, kitty. Um, I would just like everybody listening to know that the reason I'm giving Sean so much grief is this is payback <laughs> for me having to DM for him. Is it? Yes. Can I pull out 37 obscure spells and twist them all together and do something impossible? Sure, Sean. But you won't let him have a motorcycle, though. Yeah, you wouldn't let me have a motorcycle. That's what this is all about. You wouldn't like give me a motorcycle. No, I'm, I'm Rick kidding. can have twelve motorcycles if you get this wind to go off my ass. Make, make me a diplomacy with a minus four. Me? No. As I say, I have to roll diplomacy. Mister Mating Call. Uh, okay. Uh, can I get the res- resolution of what I rolled before first, or is that something uh, it, you? It's it's mildly related. Okay, so uh, diplomacy minus four. Mm-hmm. Oh dear, can I mythic that? Uh, yeah. You can surge okay. it, yeah. Yeah, you can surge. Okay, so I need to see my skills. Diplomacy. I don't know if y'all are at a D eight yet. It's either D six or D eight. I think. A six. Uh, oh yeah. shit! Yeah. Um, I unplugged my headphone. <laughs> Eleven. Oh, uh, seventeen. That's with my minus. And I'd like to have a soundbite for the dragon mating call. <laughs> oh, hi, Mar. <laughs> That's fair. Roll me a d20. Okay. And this one's for something else. Okay. I mean, it's also still related. That's a nat 20. Boom, boom, boom. Oh. Is it two dragons? No. Mm. <laughs> 
Oh God! Watch, you just summoned like an ancient red dragon, and it's just gonna toast our ass. Roll me a d12. Is this because the other day I said I didn't roll a single die for? No. <laughs> That's a one. I feel like this is just you being vindictive. Roll a d8. We're just trying to figure out what we did because I don't want it to be one, and Three. I'm gonna add them together. Okay. So What'd you We're say? Die. I'm thinking. Oh, okay. Sorry, I thought you were asking me something. We're gonna die. This is how Adira leaves the world. Again. So you, you... Oh, hey, Mark! <laughs> uh, Tommy Wiseau's um, gonna sue your ass. <laughs> um, and about 30 seconds later... You hear a roar echo back. Oh, God. From beyond <laughs> the wind and the snow. Quickly followed by another one of these fearful howls, or these fear inducing howls in the wind. Okay. Oh, no. What did we do? What did we do? Ah! 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 For my last words, can I tell Taraxxus that I love him? <laughs> no. No. It is not your last words. So, make me perception checks. Okay. I don't want to see. Um, well, probably not going to with that roll either. 13. 18. So, over the wind, uh, Don, you would hear the great beating of wings. And all of you would notice, NPCs included, a great crashing sound uh, coming from behind the cart of a, of a very great weight hitting the ground. Now there is ice and spray and, and driving snow currently. So it's it's not super visually clear, but there is a large dark mass uh, amidst it. Do, does, do any of you speak Draconic? You know I don't. Uh, let me look. I have to go check and see if Clint does. No. Uh, I have light side, dark side, uh, infernal, abyssal, and celestial. I have to. I have a few tabs to scroll before I find where my languages is. Uh, dark, common, sylvan. Uh, I don't think I have a cell that lets me do anything with languages either. Does uh, Aristia? Um, no. Does Sweetfeet? No. Yes, Sweetfeet has all the spells. So called out in a language that none of you understand from a very booming voice are the these words that have this odd combination of gutturality and, and very like strong powerful forcefulness to them. Uh, I do have linguistics, though. Can I make a linguistics check? That you can. I actually have very good linguistics, so... Uh, 19. A 19? I'm yeah, going to roll that for Clint, because he I also didn't roll has good well, but <laughs> Your linguistics is probably better than his, technically. 
Yeah, I didn't row real well, so. She mad because I squirted her with the water bottle so she'd quit clawing at my door. So you got a 19. Yes. And the dragon just said, I want you to have my babies done. So you're able to identify it as draconic. And I not not seriously about the mating call, but definitely uh, uh, you you have called such this creature, it would seem. It, the you can tell that whatever it said was a question but are unsure as to the uh, actual what the question was what do you do I ask it if it can speak common <laughs> and who is it who asks um I am Adira, the Shabti of the Maka of Barlasham. And what does a dead queen have to do with me? Nothing. I didn't do this. Uh, I just didn't understand what you said. I would suggest you begin speaking as to your intentions quickly. Before I grow bored, as you hear thud, 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 and a gargantuan dragon with shadowy black scales and almost like wafts of of darkness falling off of it thuds forward through the driving wind. Kumiho, uh, your intentions? Uh, yes, I am Riley, Riley Morheim of the Riley Morheim. <laughs> I just cast Sunder on Sean. <laughs> Hi there, my name's Don. I'm a proud patron of this podcast you just listened to. I'd like to take a moment to talk about some of the projects that I work on. When I'm not listening to Tracy, Sean, and the rest of the gang tell wonderful stories using the Pathfinder rules, I like to make podcasts of my own. I'm the GM in the Starfinder homebrew adventure Hexgrid Heroes. On the other side of the GM screen, I play Cory in Pokemon Seicho and Peleus in Ashes and Allomancy. I also like to sit around and talk with my friends about how horror movies can be used in a haunted house setting, and for that, check out Fountain of Fear. All of these podcasts can be found at hexgridheroes.com. Good day. This is Dick Horney, inviting you to explore the world of Dustress, a unique homebrew setting within an Elder's Dream Games universe. Come along as the Hive Queen leads a gambler. Cowboy motherfucker with six shooter. I ain't never moved cattle in my life. I am a gambler. A Native American. He, he doesn't have a lifetime of eating processed food, so he probably is actually quite regular. And a Detroit teenager. Okay, so we're rolling into 
elves, aliens, and troll dolls. Through discovery of new magical abilities, struggle with the reality of unknown gods, and maybe learn a little bit about themselves along the way. Visit Eldritch Dream and Duster's Podcast on Twitter for details. They took to the stars and became stars. So it says here you're from another galaxy? Yeah, Milky Way. I don't think I'm ever going to get used to seeing that. A band that influenced entire galaxies. Sector 8, let's make some... Until their inevitable downfall. Fuck you, and fuck you too, Switzerland. Thanks for having my fucking back. Now, 20 years later, they find themselves unpleasantly reunited. James, what are you doing here? We're an entire motherfucking galaxy, and you show up on this place. In a place where things are not what they expected. One of our staff members just happened to go missing this morning, and uh, I kind of had... Travis? I understand. Why the uh, fuck do you have a guitar? LCP D&D presents Odyssey, a musical actual play adventure set in space using the Savage World system. Listen in by searching for LCP D&D on your favorite podcast platform or find us at lcpdnd.com. Welcome, Forsaken Travelers. Do you like sci-fi fantasy atmosphere? Do you like bad, scary movies, cult classics, and more? The Crow, Beetlejuice, Frankenstein? What about dad jokes? We have those, too. Tune in to the podcast for the untimely dead every other Sunday on your favorite podcast app. We'll see you there. If you would like to become a patron, check us out on patreon.com forward slash Eldritch Dream. Also, if you like the show, give us a review on iTunes. You can also find us in the Hive, that's our Discord, link in the description below. You can also find a link to our merch on sonerdware.com. And find us on Twitter, at Eldritch Dream, at Eterna P, and at Dustress Podcast. And until next time, everybody... May the Elder Gods haunt your dreams.